1: What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Listening to the B. Mitchell Finley program. We are in the Navy Yard Studios, Washington, D.C. But we're hanging out with folks all over the place. Points north, south, east, and west. Good morning, Brian. are well, you though, doing? Man. Uh, I'm really good. to start this morning for you. Huh? Yeah, man. I, be, I was the first one in the office. Yeah. Undeniable. We I, don't care. I sent photo evidence because you guys... So, Claim Claim so
2: he is two and two
1: hundred and sixty. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> about right. I'm also riding an incredibly hot streak of appearances in the office of shows done from this chair.
2: Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, you got here Tuesday, dude. Yeah, and the day is Thursday. You've been here three days. Well, yeah. So I've been but, in four days this week, so that's not a great
1: streak. But all of my – I haven't been remote at all.
2: Well, you didn't have no reason to be remote. Hell, half the, time, half the season you didn't have a reason to be remote. You just did it. I went to practice. But that's what I mean. You didn't have a reason to be remote. It's not like it was making a difference.
1: <laughs> um, Sad news in the commander's community Definitely. yesterday, uh, the passing of Bobby Bethard. Uh, Bethard is, is a true, true legend. I think um, – that word gets thrown around a lot, but if, if you look at his resume. His run. I mean, pe- like people here know the success that was had here, but I, I think if you go back, he was with the Dolphins. Prior to that, when the Dolphins won two Super Bowls in the 70s, he was with the Chargers. The Chargers got to a Super Bowl with Stan Humphreys. You played with Stan. Yeah. Was he a Super Bowl quarterback? Oh, yeah.
2: Stan, Stan could pass the football, man. Stan had an arm as strong as anybody out there and was accurate with his stuff. Just had a bad built body.
1: Um, what does that mean?
2: He didn't look like the quarterback. He he was a smaller version of Jared Lorenzen. Oh, hefty. Yeah, he was a little thick. Was guy. he lefty too? No, no, he was right here. He just like Stan just was like, you know, wide waist, kind of like like dopey kind of built. But the dude had an arm out there. Just like, John, do you think By looking at John Daly, would you think he's a great athlete? No. Dude can do everything. He can throw a football with the best of them.
1: He can smoke heaters with the best of them. Oh, he
2: can do that and drink with the best of Um,
1: them. You know, Beathard's run is truly remarkable. Drafted four Hall of Famers, uh, three of them here, Art Monk, Daryl Green, and Russ Grimm. Also drafted Junior Seau in, I guess, then San Diego. Um, We're going to talk to Doc Walker. A little later in the program, I think Doc knew Bobby well. Um, I assume did Bobby draft Doc? You know, big no.
2: Doc wasn't drafted here. Doc was what he has a free agent. Doc was, I think Doc first season was Cincinnati or something like that.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so we, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling Doc up, and I got to pull up Rick Walker. I always got to remind myself, Rick. Um, Rick.
2: That's how. That's how Dexter said,
1: Rick. Three seasons in Cincinnati before he landed here. Doc was a fourth rounder by the Bengals. Doc was a hand draft. model. What does that mean? A hand model.
2: He had pretty hands. Like
1: something. for watches and
2: stuff? Like for hands. Like whatever, whatever I think you need George to do. George Costanza
1: was also a yeah, Doc, hand model.
2: Doc and George.
1: <laughs> um Doc's gonna join us a little later to talk about Bobby. Uh did you I assume you knew him. Yeah. yeah. You were drafted by Casserly, but yep. what was Bobby like as a dude? Bobby was cool man.
2: he was one of those those um yeah, you got that old uncle that you can sit down and talk to just about anything. And the, the, the say that I wasn't drafted by Bobby. The times I've had conversations with him early on, I would think that he had already started the the um the list of things about Brian Mitchell cuz he could tell me everything about my stuff. So, and then you look at even even a Super Bowl in 1990 1992 when we played, I think you look at that. Most of those guys on that team were his guys. <laughs> right. So you That a lot. Yeah. I mean. it's like he he left a, he left his mark on this thing, and and was like you said was able to go somewhere else and still make it to the Super Bowl with a quarterback that people don't see as a household name, but still Bobby knew how to fi- how to find talent, and I think that that right there to me, it's kind of a lost uh, art. Totally. Where, where today, people find talent by drafting first-rounders and second-rounders. Okay? And if they if they make it, they go, oh, man, great. No, no, no. First and second-rounders are supposed to supposed make to it. Supposed to hit. Okay? If they don't make it, then they try to find a reason to blame the player. Bobby had a way of finding late-rounders. Because they always got rid of their first-rounders. Late rounders are either getting, like, these uh, f- these free agents that came from teams that wasn't getting it done in another team, but they got here and they got it done.
1: Listen, I mean, listen to some of these players Beathard drafted. Art Monk, Mark May, Russ Grimm, Dexter Manley, Charlie Brown, Daryl Green, Charles Mann, Gary Clark. I
2: That's believe, a hell of a track record
1: right dude, there, right? I mean, Art Monk's Hall of Fame. Mark May, I believe, is the College Football Hall of Fame. Russ Grimm's in the Hall of Fame. I think Dexter Manley's probably a Hall of Fame talent. Daryl Green's in the Hall of Fame. Charlie Brown. Certainly, he was a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. level player. Charles Mann, Pro Bowl level player. Mm-hmm. Gary Clark, you you can make, Gary Clark's stats are better than Michael Irvin. Yeah, you, and he has three ring or two rings. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can easily make an argument Clark should be in. Um, and I think, I mean, the track record's really almost unparalleled. It's solid, like a rock, like a rock. Um, my my quick Bethard story. Um, he went into the Hall of Fame in 2018. You and I worked that Super Bowl. Um, that was Pats Eagles, Minnesota. Um, and if you remember, that Hall of Fame class was loaded. It was uh, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, uh, Terrell Owens, who wasn't at the announcement. Um, and then two uh, some people from the senior committee were Robert Brazil, Jerry Kramer, and then Bobby Beathard. So when they announce the Hall of Fame nominee, when they announce the folks that get into the Hall of Fame, the class of 2018, mm-hmm. they're all at the Super Bowl, and then there is a press conference after NFL honors. And so I was at that press conference, and it was incredibly cool. We get to talk to Ray Lewis, get to talk to Erlacher, get to talk to Randy Moss on the day he's going into the Hall of Fame. It was just a really, really cool moment. Um, and Bethard got in with that group, but wasn't, which he should have been in way earlier, but whatever, that's typically how it goes with folks tied to Washington. Um, and Bethard wasn't there in person. I think his health was maybe starting to go a little bit. But um, he they, they brought him up on the speakerphone in the room, and there were no other Washington reporters there. It was just me. I I had I have to imagine you were at a Super Bowl party or something making me work, and I probably met you later and probably drank way too fast to try to catch up no,
2: with you. You were a reporter. I'm an analyst. <laughs> I sit in the desk on TV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Um, so, you know, do you remember the dude that used to run the Hall of Fame, that guy, David Baker? Mm-hmm. He's about, he, he looks like Andre the Giant. He he's like, like eight he, feet tall. Uh, and, he
2: should be an offensive line, not a lineman. Right, line. right. Yeah.
1: So he asked, does anybody have any questions for Bobby? And it's just you're in a room and he's on like a PA loudspeaker. And nobody had any. So I, I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, you know, Bobby what does this honor mean to you? There aren't that many people from those dominant Washington teams in the hall of fame. And he was extremely generous and just wanted to give credit to everybody else. And, and sound re- like Joe, doesn't it? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. And he definitely talked about Joe. Um, it was a nice answer. And that day was also the same day. Joe Jacoby did not get into the hall of fame. And that was, I believe his final chance through the regular process before the senior committee, Whatever the, you know, I think the senior committee reopens your candidacy like seven, mm-hmm. eight years later, whatever that is. Um, and so then I asked to follow up to Beathard because it was news and it was relevant at the time. I said, you know, Bobby, what does it mean to you that that Joe Jacoby didn't get in? And at that point, David Baker looked at me like he was going to. Rash, rip, rip open my stomach and feed me my innards. <laughs> like he, he's an eight foot tall Andre the Giant sized dude, and I thought he was going to kill me. Um, and Bethard's answer was great. Bethard was just like, "What do you mean Joe's not in?" Like, like he he couldn't even process. Like he didn't even realize that he wasn't in. So it made me feel like it was a fair question. Um, but just a cool moment and a incredible, incredible football life. When you when they do these football life episodes on NFL Network. I mean, think about what that guy has seen and done. (laughs) Just wildly impressive. Yeah. We're going to talk to Doc Walker about Bobby at 11.30. Pack show coming your way. Nikki Javala uh, from the Washington Post just got back from the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Uh, I want to talk to her about that, about being at the Senior Bowl.
2: She said she had 14 hours of travel. That wasn't from the Senior Bowl, right?
1: Bro, I think it was 19.
2: Nineteen. I. I. Well, the way she put the picture, I thought she had flown like out the country somewhere. Yeah, she was like on that boat. Yeah, like, we'll I'll have to so, ask her. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, "Well, damn, that's a hell of a uh, flight to go. Where are where you going?" But she was just coming from Mobile, dude. So could have probably got in the car and got back home quicker.
1: Here's I. I. There's a few things I've learned over the years in NFL travel. There are people that will fly into the city, no matter how small the city is, and there are. And they'll take connecting flights and all sorts of stuff. Or there are people that will fly into the closest big city and rent a car. Yeah. I am a closest big city direct flight rent a car. And the closest big city to Mobile, Alabama is Pensacola, Florida. That's closer than New Orleans? I think so. They may be boom right there together. Well, every time I've gone to Mobile, Landfill, you are the CBSO. You are our geography expert. Let's find out. There's a direct flight from BWI to Pensacola that I have taken a number of times, and then the drive from Pensacola to Mobile is like 45 minutes, maybe an hour.
2: No, that's, that's, I'll do that quickly.
1: So, right, yeah, maybe it's an hour, but I've made it pretty quick at, at times. And it's just a highway. It's an easy drive. Um, my guess is she flew into Mobile, and you're not getting a direct, so you're probably going via Atlanta or Charlotte at Charlotte's one thing. All right, Landfill, what's the verdict? What is closer to Mobile, Alabama?
0: New Orleans is 2 hours and 15 minutes from Mobile, That's and Pensacola is an hour. All
1: right, okay. oh, Pensacola. Yeah. But uh, New Orleans is also an actual big city. Pensacola is yeah. not. But the Pensacola airport's quite nice. <laughs> and the Pensacola airport has the car rental on site, which is the absolute best. When yeah. you don't when you don't have to get on the little shuttle bus to go pick up the car. I hate the shuttle
2: bus. I would rather fly into New Orleans, eat some of their food, then drive to Mobile.
1: Mobile's got good food, dude. They got crawfish. They got Cajun food. I'm saying food. not to
2: Pensacola. I would like flying to New Orleans, eat,
1: then drive. You ever been to the Florabama Lounge?
2: I don't care where it is. It's not better than New Orleans.
1: The Florabama Lounge it's not than is not on New the border Orleans. of Florida and Alabama on the water, on the mm-hmm. Gulf. It's a vibe. You'd enjoy yourself. It'd be vibe, but I need to eat good. Um, we'll ask Nikki about her travel. My guess is... But
2: 19 hours? Okay, care where you fly. should be 19 hours unless you're going. I mean,
1: how, Landville, to, how long is it to drive from here to Mobile? Look that up for us. Because I bet that's only well, 13 I, I went from something.
2: here to Louisiana in 14 and a half. But you were driving a
1: Ferrari or something.
2: I was just driving. I only stopped for gas. And when I stop for gas, you got to run to the fast food place. And you better use the bathroom because I don't stop for number two.
1: <laughs> so you just
2: you, you number get two in the do. car? No, I don't stop for number one. I stop for number two.
0: Uh, ten fifteen half street to Mobile, Alabama is fourteen hours and forty-five minutes. So she could have driven. Well, we gotta find out what happened.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe there was like
0: a stop. But I, I just said
2: the picture that she posted made me think she had flown out the country
1: somewhere. My favorite thing when McNally I, when we were all on the beat together and Brian McNally was the commander's or they were the Redskins then. He was the beat reporter for this station. He was the one oh six seven the fan beat reporter. And he would have to book his travel. I guess this is when help me with the dates on this. This is when they were owned by CBS sports radio or whatever. And he had to book somebody else booked his travel for him. And it'd be like, all right, they're playing the Falcons this weekend. You know, who's on the three o'clock flight out of national direct to Atlanta and McNally. It always without fail would be like, yeah, I'm on the 6 PM via St. Louis. Like it never made sense how he was getting places. Um, I, before we talked to Nikki and her travel, uh, I want to talk commander's offense coordinator situation. I think Anthony Lynn thing might have some legs. I think of all the people interviewed thus far, I think he's my favorite candidate. We're going to get into that. Um,
2: we well, looking at the team he was on last. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, there's a lot to like there. Kevin Cole is going to join us a little later. Formerly Pro Football Focus started his own podcast. Uh, Peter Rosenberg is going to join us later. We have Bleep You Thursday at 1 o'clock. I don't think we've opened the phones in like three days. Um, also today is the one-year anniversary of two two twenty-two of the mm-hmm. formal release of the commander's name. I should have worn my my T-shirt today. Your jet, your starter, your Letterman's jacket. No, my T-shirt that said two two twenty-two. You should have. Yeah. Yeah. You were in all the promotional stuff. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. Mm. Um, I want to reflect on. How we feel about the name and the rebrand one year later. Because I think in the moment <clears> that day, there was some excitement, but there were some missteps. Yeah. I think a year later, there have been more missteps, but there's also been an acceptance, perhaps. I think I think we've kind of grown into the new name. I know I like the uniforms. Like there's stuff that's grown on me. There's stuff that has frustrated me. Um So we're gonna get into all of that, but I I did wanna play this. This was from I think, I think NFL Films did a, a, a brief um, kind of tribute to Bobby Bethard and, and everything he accomplished with uh, Joe Gibbs talking. And um, I, I think it's pretty poignant. And when we return after that, we'll talk to Nikki Jabal.
3: Bobby was a winner, extremely competitive. He judged himself on winning. And as everybody knows, in the NFL, you're measured by Super Bowls. The Washington Redskins are National Football League champions. The bottom line is, you get Bobby Bethard, you get Super Bowls.
0: In 21 NFL seasons, six Super Bowl appearances, four titles, Bobby, Bobby Bethard's career is towering by any measure.
3: Think about Bobby's career. You want to talk about success? He starts out as a scout for Kansas City. He then moves to Miami as a player personnel director, and they wind up what, going to two Super Bowls. He then comes to the Redskins as a GM, and the results, three Super Bowls. The first black quarterback to start a Super Bowl, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He then goes to the Chargers as a GM, and what happens there, they go to a Super Bowl. Now get this right, that's six Super Bowls, Bobby was picking talent for. While the football
0: world saw the impressive results, Bethard left his mark in the steps along the way as an unmatched team builder.
3: Bobby was always looking for a way to acquire talent. I think the one thing that really separated him was this guy was instinctive. He would watch a half and say, we got to have this guy.
0: His two plus decades as an NFL GM were distinguished by his eye for talent as he drafted 16 Pro Bowlers and 4 Hall of Famers.
3: All those players out there that knows that Bobby stepped out there, he was one of their guys. They owe their careers to Bobby and I think there's so many of them that still have a close relationship with him and are very thankful that Bobby was a part of their history. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. This year, the only
2: app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code BRIAN so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. As we go into this game, I've been flipping back and forth now. I told you to take Philadelphia, but you know what? Andy Reid, that offense, will be doing some terrific things You might want to try to just go with the over or the under in that game. All on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with promo code Brian to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old to present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 800 We really need
0: new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Gambler. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. One year anniversary of the Commanders. We are the Commanders. Help us celebrate. Not really, but... She does a great job covering the team. It's our friend Nikki Jabvala. Nikki joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Nick, what's going on? How are you?
4: I'm good. How are you
1: guys? We, we got to start by yeah. by figuring some stuff out here. Okay? Exactly. Um, okay. Okay. Please explain to us how it took you 19 hours to get to Mobile, Alabama.
2: Cuz I sure oh thought you <laughs> were out the country, Nikki. I thought you had flown to another country.
1: <laughs> yeah, like via Turkey. <laughs> I wish I had. The picture so you put you were, in you,
2: Mobile. But the picture you put looked like you were in some nice place overlooking some stuff. And I was like, "Okay, where it's did some, she go?" The yeah. Gulf
4: of Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was my Titanic picture for you. Um so I was in KC for the AFC Championship. Lost at 4 a.m. Um, I had a connecting flight through Dallas to get to, um, and then I had to go to Pensacola and then drive over from Pensacola to oh, Mobile. Wow, Where, so was it the Dallas flights, ice storm? Yeah, so my two flights were delayed a combined, like five hours, um, and then I, I finally got into Pensacola. I want to say at around seven, and then I drove over. It's like a little over an hour drive yeah. to Mobile. That's so, yeah. Wow. It was My
1: my guess was you were flying into Mobile and that's why you had a connector. But you were even doing the flight into Pensacola, which is the smarter move. My mindset
2: was like, look, Nikki got through a football season. She said, "I'm out this joint for a while."
4: (laughs) No, no, I ended up in Mobile, Alabama. That's where I ended up after 19 hours. But you know, like part of the job. (laughs) How
1: long does it like? I feel like the flight to Sydney, Australia, might be. Only 17 hours
4: you know? I, I <laughs> like you, feel like I, I could have ended up Anywhere right, in that stretch
1: right. You could have ended <laughs> up in like the Maldives Or something right, um, Exactly. Um, well let's let's talk about There's a lot to talk about um, But let's start with what you saw Who you talked to down in Mobile um, You know the Senior Bowl's down there Tell us who from the Commanders was down there I believe just about everybody besides Ron um, But yeah. g- give us the lay of the land At the Senior Bowl
4: yeah. So, um, yeah. Pretty much the whole personnel department. Um, yeah, Jack Del Rio, uh, Brent um Christian Garcia, a defensive assistant. Um, they were down there as long as well as Eric Stokes, of course. Um, Martin Marty, uh, Marty was on the field, fixated on the offensive line guys as for much of Tuesday's practice.
2: I'm glad uh, somebody is. Maybe all of it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, you know, you could see Martin and Eric Stokes up in the stands watching, um, a, a lot of their scouts were there. Um, so they, they had a pretty big contingent. And then of course you had the four coaches who were actually involved in the practices Ryan ride Kerrigan, um, Jennifer King, um, Travell Warden was there and I'm, I'm blinking on one other, uh, Jacobs was there. Um, so they, they had a, they had a strong contingent there.
1: That's good. Um, You said it was Herney
4: watching the O line? Herney was, uh, he was fixated on the O line for quite a bit of time. Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) Good. Smart. I I like that. (laughs) I think they're going to have to do uh, a lot there. Um, Mm -hmm. 16th pick, probably. What is your prediction for any sort of sexiness? Like, it's probably going to be an O lineman or a corner, I think. Um, is there, you think there's any chance of a crazy trade or, or if Anthony Richardson's there or any of that?
4: Um, I, I always think of the team trades are always going to trade back. I I don't know. I, I just have a, I have trouble seeing them making a, a really big move up. At, like if we're talking crack in the top 10 or something. Cause that just is so costly. And again, with their ownership situation, that's always going to create questions of what they can do and what they will do. Um, but and it also depends a lot on free agency, and on what holes they can fill there. Um, but I, yeah, I would lean O line, cornerback. Those are two really strong positions in this year's class. Um, tight end is another spot they really need some help in. Question is, do you take a first round pick a tight end? Do you wait till the second? Um, there's pretty strong tight end class, but there's that kid from Notre Dame who's supposed to be really, really good. So. Um, they have options there for sure. I mean, it's another good defensive line class, but they're pretty well stocked there, um, especially if they try to bring back Deron Payne, but we'll see on that. Um, but, Let's, yeah, I, I mean, they certainly need – got to fill out that O-line. they got to really invest in that group.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I think you could argue they need five new starters. Or, or you it's gotta, very possible. At, yeah. at least the interior, you know what I mean? Um, oh,
4: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, do, do not miss it, at 11.45, we're giving away Wiz tickets. Right now, we're talking with our friend Nikki jobvala You can give her a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Nikki Javala. Go to her Instagram page, look at her Titanic picture after she arrived in Mobile, <laughs> Alabama after 19 hours of travel. Um, I, you touched on something there that I, I don't think we've given enough run to yet. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody knows that most of free agency deals, or at least a lot of them, kind of – start to get really hammered out during the scouting combine in Indianapolis at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But some of those conversations start now in Mobile, where you've got oh, yeah. a, a whole bunch of people. There's agents floating around, coaches, GMs, scouts. Um,
4: what do you think happens? That's how the Champ Bailey trade was done.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: At, at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> it's
1: crazy. What yeah. do you think happens with Payne?
4: I kind of think they tag him. Um, get him back for another year, and then kind of see where they're at. I, I keep bringing up this ownership thing just because it creates so much uncertainty about the long-term future. And when you're looking at a guy like that, of course you want you want to talk about the long-term. I mean, this is a kid that had the best year of his life, and he's still young. He's only like 25 still, and he's looking he at a second contract already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he is a player in it's rare that you get guys come up this young for their second contract, especially playing the way that he is. Um, but he's and he's really gonna have options that could really, you know, push up the price. I mean, you look at Chicago, gosh, they could really use a guy like him. Um, so I I don't I think they tag him. I don't think he's gonna like that obviously, because it only gives him one year security, but he's young enough to where he could still get a pretty heavy second contract at, you know, 26, 27. do you um,
2: think if they tag him do they get a long term deal? Or do they just tag him to keep him around one year? Because that I, I tell JP all the time, you, yeah. I was sitting in the meet, in the room when we, we I was right. on the in, in the executive committee and we were talking about getting the way of the uh teams keeping their best players. But the league right. has used this as more of a deterrent than they have used it to try to keep their right. best players and that's what I wonder. If you're going not gonna get a long term deal, let the let the dude go.
4: Right. Right. No. And I, I. I. mean, that's a good point. The question there is always, how much are you going to invest in the defensive line? It's one position group out of multiple, and you got a lot of needs still on this roster. It's so much better built than it was, you know, two, three years ago. Um, but you still got needs. You got needs on the offensive line, tight end, corner that we talked about. Um, and, and you got, you know, Montez's deal coming up. You got Chase Young. You got to decide on. Of course, you're going to pick up his fifth year option this year. I mean, you're spending quite a bit on that line already. Uh, how much do you want to invest? I, I think they could tag them and then negotiate it throughout the summer and maybe reach a long-term deal. I think they should. But you've got to really have a plan two, three, four years down the road of how you're going to build out this roster. And can you do that with the uncertainty of ownership? Right.
1: Um, that's, who's cutting that, the that's check the and when? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really complicated situation, especially with ownership, because if you were to get a long-term deal done, then you'd have to put a whole bunch of money in escrow, and who wants to do that right now, I think right. is, a, is a huge part of this. Um, I, I wonder if the transition Does tag, that affect the tag? The tag is... you; It's guaranteed it's, right away. What I'm saying, does, does the yep.
2: ownership... I guess the confusion. Does that affect them having being able to put a tag on?
1: No, uh, maybe uh, we don't know that good answer, question. right? Um, yeah. I, I also I don't think Deron's gonna be happy about a tag. I, I just that's a personal no. vibe. I I just I don't think I don't
4: think any player is. You know, when you get to that point, you want your second deal. You want security, and yeah, you get money up front and it's fully guaranteed, and it's usually a good amount, but it's one year. And anything can happen in this game, right? I mean, you get hurt while you're on the tag. I mean, that there goes your security probably for your next contract. So right. when you and have a season like this, you want to get what you're due now.
1: And it doesn't help Washington, and probably does help Duran, that the Bears and the Falcons are the two teams with the absolute most salary cap space. And both right. of their GMs on the record have said, yeah, we need help on the interior of our defensive line. Right. Um, and don't
4: forget Atlanta, you know, Kyle Smith. <laughs> right. That's where he is. If anybody knows Deron Payne better than Washington, him. it's him. Yeah, And Atlanta's
1: pretty close to Birmingham where Deron's right. mom is from. Deron's mom has, I believe it's, I want to say it's lupus. There, there's yeah, some health issues yep. there. A um, lot going on there. Um, yeah. So, we're gonna run out of time with you nick you get, there's so much to discuss with this team um o c where where do you think we're at i think i don't think that anthony Lynn interview was uh was checking a box i think i think Lynn could be a very serious candidate
4: i think he should be a very serious candidate i mean this is a guy with head coaching experience well respected in the league i mean i i i think he could be very interesting um so I'll say i think they're waiting to you know, for the to get done with the Super Bowl and go from there. I, But I would expect next week there's a decision. I would hope by next week there's a decision. I
1: think yeah. of the people they've interviewed, and that is Zampezi, Shermer, London, Stoodsville, Brown, Lynn. I, I think Lynn mm-hmm. is the best candidate of the people they've interviewed. I agree. Uh, I
4: mean, I, I think anybody who has had the experience of uh, running a team himself, has the offensive experience. I mean I, I to me he's incredibly intriguing. Incredibly yeah. intriguing. And now he has the experience of being, you know, in the system in LA or in in San Fran. I mean I just think he's I think he's a really strong candidate. I really hope they seriously consider him.
1: Um well the only downside is you won't be able to use the ridiculously sad stats from your time in Denver with Shermer, with Shermer. Um, yeah. but we'll, we'll see. I, with they,
4: I saw you guys talk to Big Al too.
1: Yeah. So, dude, he was confirmation. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to. This all kind of ties together. So, last question here: um, ownership might be changing, but today yep. marks one year of the new name of the rebrand of all of it. Right. I, I, you and I sat in the cold as they introduced the rebrand at FedEx Field a year ago today. I think the I think the introduction was underwhelming. I think that's, you know, fair yeah. to say. Um, yeah. How do you feel about everything one year later?
4: I mean, I think some people have warmed up to it, but it's never really, it, it still hasn't really stuck. And, you know, and their defense is so early, but at the same time, we keep bringing up ownership, but I still think now everybody's like, great, they'll change it again. I, I don't think people have really embraced it, and maybe they wouldn't have no matter the name. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like this one, I mean, I have my own personal feelings about it and I don't want to overgeneralize for everybody else, but it, it this one just doesn't feel like it's really, you know, grab the, the full fan base. Um, I don't think, I don't think, I, I think the people that embrace it work. early
2: are the ones that are right. still embracing. There are some right. that never will. And also, right. I think if the winning was better, you totally. won, you might have gained some people. But the fact that we ended stagnant, I think uh, you 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 lost some people that you could have grabbed.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I think winning above all would would get people to embrace it. It's just a little yes. clunky, but it's growing on me. I, I'll say that it's grown on me. All right, last last one. You, you still think full sale for Dan? Uh,
4: um, yeah. I mean, as of as of now, those are all the indications we've seen. Right. But you know. Again, any anything can change. You never know
1: what this <laughs> team is. Uh the, I, I assume your next trip is to the combine in Indianapolis. Will you take a direct flight?
4: Uh, my next trip is actually on Monday to the Super Bowl and I do oh. have a direct
1: flight. I guess I forgot we're Thank going yeah, yeah. too. He totally um, forgot about that. I forgot that, about that yeah. He forgot wow. that major, well, we forgot that the major event the there, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> Brian and I are going to work ish and you'll be working are you are you covering are you pool reporter? What are you doing?
4: Uh pool reporter for the Eagles for one day, but, yeah, and the rest just covering the game in the
1: week. All right, well, have fun. I'll see you in Phoenix, I'm sure. Thank you for making time. Get some rest.
4: Of course. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right,
1: take care. That's the great Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. You can give her a follow at Nikki Javala. We're going to talk commanders one year. Don't go anywhere. We just talked with Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. If you missed any of that, get on the Odyssey app, hit rewind, or you can go, what is it, chapters, pages? What's it called, landfill? Chapters. Chapters. Go to the chapters tab on the app, and you can go right to the Nikki Jabala combo, which you should do. All um, right, up. I, I've kind of made my stance clear. I, I could see them tagging him, but I, I kind of think Payne's going to want to hit free agency. Um, I'm curious to watch it unfold. Uh-huh. I do think a tag could work. I think they should consider a tag and trade if they don't think they're going to get a long term deal done. Um, I you'd like to see. You'd like to see big-picture thinking. That, that's, that would be my suggestion. I
2: mean, a tag and trade makes a smart thing because more than likely, you tag him, going gonna be upset, but then you're going to get something for him. I don't like a person like that leaving and you get whatever. This way you can get something of
1: great value. What do you think happens?
2: See, you ask me those questions about a team that normally doesn't do anything <laughs> – <laughs> In a proper way, so I I I think it's going to end up being something like that, like a tag, and if it could be messy, it's going to be messy.
1: Generally, I, and I think the ownership situation makes it so much more complicated.
2: See, the question I asked Nikki though, and I and I asked you this too. That you 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 always when you tag, that's automatically guaranteed. So I would guess that's that score as well.
1: Do yeah, but that's eight, 18.8 th- mil. Still,
2: do they want to do it?
1: It's a fair question.
2: You know, I, do you want to tie up 18, I don't even seven? know if that goes to
1: escrow. I think you just cut the check to the person. Not
2: you necessarily. I mean? They don't get it till during the season anyway. You know it's guaranteed. But yeah, they they get it weekly. But ultimately, my thing is, do you, if you're moving out of this business, <laughs> do you want to still have those remnants and tags in there? Well, there's
1: also the part of. We kept talking about budget, so. Will he sign the tag? There you go too, because that listen. I, there are people. he doesn't have to, right? No, there there are people and situations where mm. the like when Kirk Cousins got tagged all those times he ran right over and signed. Yeah,
2: it. I'm signing this because you know what? Ain't nobody else giving it to me. But Thank
1: I, you. I, I think with pain, the tag is going to pay him right around 19 mil if it's franchise, 16 if it's transition. Maybe I'm crazy. I think you can get more than that on the open market.
2: He going to get something that starts with a 2 on open market.
1: I I agree. So, considering that, I think you know, I mean, if you look at pending free agents and there, there's some good players on that are going to be available this off season, but I I mean, if you if you look at what Folks are getting paid. It's, uh, hmm. I mean, Aaron Donald, I think, is making. The one,
2: the thing that he's getting me, like his, his number like 30, I think it is, something like that. But what Nikki kept saying, he's young.
4: 25 years old.
2: Which means that they are willing to write that check a little bigger. Because think about it. when If he were to sign a deal this year, they're not s- signing that based off of last year. They're signing that based off of,
1: what will the number be in two to three years? Well, dude. Four years, you know what I mean. Look at Leonard Williams, who's a good player for the Giants. He was he was a good player for I think he, I think he was with the Jets and then went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. But Leonard Williams making twenty one mil.
2: That's a, that's what I mean. He could give something like that on up.
1: I, it, it could probably go more than that. Yeah. Um, Leonard Williams is twenty nine. Chris Jones, who I think is the best defensive player playing in the Super Bowl, is making twenty mil a year. Signed his deal, I think three years ago, at least two years ago. Mm-hmm. John Allen's making eighteen. Vita Vea with the Bucks making seventeen seven. Aaron Donald, I put in a separate category. He's making thirty one a year. Um, I I think you're right. I think if Duran gets to free agency, it starts with a two. Yes, and I think his goal is going to be to get to free agency. Oh yes, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't blame him. Um, I want to do this one full year of the commanders. We are the commanders. We're going to go around the room. The boys in the aquarium are going to be involved. We're all going to say something nice. We're going to say one thing we like about one year with the new name. And then perhaps one misstep that has occurred in the last year. So should anybody ask fair and balanced, nice and true. Don't go anywhere. That's right, B. You're going to say something nice. Don't go anywhere.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.